0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to From Attainment to Realization. So I was inspired to do this call for two reasons. One, because I've just recently released a uh, small book called The Miracle of Self-Realization, which is my reflections on the teachings of Ramana Maharshi. And I want to share a little bit about that with you today. And of course, the other reason is because it's the holiday season and it seemed like a great thing to do uh, to be all together during this time of year, especially this holiday season, which is uh, happening under such unusual circumstances. So first of all, let's just sit for a moment and relax. In this particular call, I want us to move very slowly because miraculous shifts in perspective can occur but they are most likely to occur. If we move slowly and carefully, if we move too quickly, we might pass by the subtle openings, the little shifts That can allow for the big breakthroughs. And so it's always important for us to move slowly, carefully. And as you relax, I want you to just make a very simple observation. Right now, as you sit, Awareness is passing through you. Your body is acting as a conduit or a vehicle for consciousness. So just keep noticing. that consciousness is passing through you. Keep relaxing. And allow yourself to feel awareness Moving through you, seeing through your eyes, feeling through your body, knowing with your mind. What is it that's aware through you? What is it that is aware through your mind and body? What is the source of that awareness? Okay, thank you very much. And we will do some more practice before this ends. Now, one of the reasons that I thought the holiday season, this holiday season, would be a good time for this discussion, seminar, is because one of the things that I find most beautiful about the, at least about the the Christian holiday of Christmas, is the idea of innocence. The idea that in, in the story of Christmas, the story of Christmas revolves around The innocence of a newborn. And innocence is one of the most crucial keys to awakening. Innocence is what allows us to embrace the impossible. If we are endeavoring to experience a radical shift in consciousness, we are endeavoring to embrace something that will feel impossible. It doesn't feel like an addition to what already exists. It feels like something completely new and foreign. Innocence is the quality of being so open and available. If you think of the image of a newborn, so completely open and available, so undefended, that you would actually be in a position to be swept away by the impossible. The miracle of self-realization is not an experience you can assess. It's not an experience that you can have and then compare to anything else. The path to self-realization, the path to the recognition of who you really are it is in many ways much simpler than we might think and at the same time nearly impossible. It's simple because it's simply the way things already are. It's what's already true. It's nearly impossible because it is so radically different from what we have been trained to think is true. We have been profoundly and deeply conditioned To assume that we are a person, a person that is housed by this physical body, a person who was born on our birthday, a person who has our history, a person who will live until this body drops. the very simple insight of self-realization is that you are not any of those things. You are simply the awareness that is aware right now. That awareness happens to be manifesting through a mind and body, but that awareness is not the mind and body. Just like music manifest through a radio, but music is not the radio. Awareness is awareness. And that is what we are. So for just a moment... Allow yourself to very simply become cognizant of the fact that the awareness that you're experiencing right now is who you are. That's who and what you are, is the awareness itself. This is not a particularly difficult realization to have. But it requires an enormous amount of innocence to rest in it. Because our habits of identifying with ourselves as a person, the person that we have known ourselves to be, is very strong and it will keep wanting to reassert itself on top of this very simple shift into the recognition that awareness is who and what you are. If we allow ourselves to be innocent, right? Innocent, the word innocent is pointing to the same space that the word beginner's mind points to. That points to the same space that the phrase not knowing points to. If we can maintain innocence and we can just make this shift to seeing that we are awareness and nothing else, and just not question it, not try to understand it, not analyze the fact, but just shift into it and stay there. The shifting into it is not the challenge Staying there for more than a second or two is the challenge. Shifting into the recognition that awareness is who and what we are is not that difficult for a moment. it's difficult to rest there because the gravitational attraction of assuming that we are a person is so strong, it tends to keep pulling us back. And it can do it in very tricky ways. One of the tricky ways that that gravitational attraction affects us is it moves us from the very simple shift into the recognition that awareness is who and what we are back to the experience of being a person who is realizing that awareness is who and what they are. And there's a huge difference between those two. You're not a person who is realizing that awareness is who and what you are. You are awareness. You are not a person realizing something. You are the awareness that is aware of the idea of being a person realizing something. So Ramana Maharshi's practice of self-realization, a practice he referred to as Who Am I, is very simply this shift into the awareness that is aware. To shift out of being a person who is doing anything and a shift into the recognition of the awareness that is aware as all that you are. An awareness that happens to be passing through a mind and body. So what I want you to do now is simply practice this little bit of a shift. So in your own experience, just relax. So the trick here is to relax and make it easy. Relax and just move from experiencing yourself as a person, being the awareness that is aware and then just feel the difference between what it feels like to be a person what it feels like to be the awareness that is aware when I'm a person and I move my head from side to side I feel like I'm moving from side to side. But as the awareness that is aware, I'm simply aware of the shifting vantage point. But I'm sitting perfectly still. The awareness that is aware is always perfectly still. It never goes anywhere. It never walks down the street it just watches the walking occur it doesn't move it has never moved it's always perfectly still So just shift back and forth from being a person to being the awareness. And before I move on, I want to see if there are any questions at this point. I'm trying to take us very slowly through something that's very profound. And if anyone has any questions, please hit the hand-raising button, and I'm sure that your question will be valuable to others as well. So, Derwin has hit his button. So, I think I've asked you to unmute, Derwin. Thank you. Hi there. I'm just curious if we could, when we're speaking of awareness, it's awareness energy, like there's an embodied aspect at the same time, even if that's very subtle. Would you say that's true? Uh, I wouldn't say it's false. I'm just, I'm just hesitant to complicate things um, for this particular exercise. But what is it that you're w- wanting to add? Uh, just that the. Um, I guess from an integral perspective, seeing that the consciousness and energy are interlinked all the way up, all the way mm-hmm. down. These things are true. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't deny it, but it would be a, an example in the way that I'm speaking today. It would be example of how you might be better served by just letting go of wanting this to conform to any other idea. Not that those ideas are false, but there may be something that can open up for us that won't open up if we try if we're taking other ideas along with us. You know, the since we happen to be in the holiday season, uh, it's it's. There's that expression of the eye of a needle, uh, which is a great expression because so little can squeeze through the opening of this kind of non dual awareness that we're talking about. All the kinds of, many of the ideas that we all hold are incredibly valuable and also true, but they can't, they won't necessarily fit through the opening. There's a crack that allows for a non dual awareness that obliterates everything else. And that may or may not be everyone's goal to experience, uh, but it's the possibility I would really like to try to share today. So so yes, I would, I would agree with you. And in a different conversation, I would want to invite more of that kind of thinking. But in this particular conversation, I'm trying to leave us all very free Of any ideas so we kind of come to this innocent in the sense that we've like it's the first our first day on the planet Uh, because sometimes in that innocence you can slip through a crack uh, that there no idea can fit through there's no idea small enough to fit through that crack the only thing that can fit through that crack is nothing Uh, and so so yes, I want to be careful because I'm, I want to agree with you and and affirm your point And encourage you to put it down just for now. Thank you, Derwin. And Steve. I'm going to ask you to unmute. Thank you. I may be going down the same rabbit hole or trying to get through the same small crack. I love the shifting between the person and the awareness of the moving. But am I not doing two things here? Are there not two? the The shift itself implies two. Would Would you suggest, or is this is this too intellectual? Is it suggest that there is no difference between? that which moves and the awareness of that movement? Absolutely. That there is no, there's, in the ultimate sense, there's no, there, is no, there is no two-ness. So there is no that which moves and that which is aware. Right? Because there is nothing that is aware. There is just awareness. And so, there is nothing separate from the movement to be aware of it. Reality is inherently, it's, you know, the way Ramana would say it, it's self-luminous. We're trained in this very dualistic way of seeing an observer and an observed. A thing that is aware and the thing that it is aware of as two separate. That's the definition. That's essentially the definition of duality. So Moving into non-duality, you have to let go of any sense that there is a separation there. The challenge, as, you're, as you were just alluding to yourself, is you can't really do this intellectually, ultimately. You'll never be clever enough to think your way into a non-dual experience because the very act of thinking sets up a dichotomy between the thinker and that which is being thought of. So this is some other very bizarre possibility that there's literally nothing any of us can do to make it happen. There's anything that we could do to make this shift happen would imply us doing something to make something else happen. So the way these kinds of teachings have traditionally worked forever is... They, they, they generally do give you something to do uh, in a sense to keep you busy long enough so that something might just hit you out of left field and take you someplace you never could have gotten to through any act of effort, full will. This is always, always, always these kinds of experiences will always be a matter of pure grace. They'll always be an absolutely unprecedented movement uh, that comes as just a gift of circumstance. And, you know, you'll never be able to, to plan a path and work your way to it. But yes, absolutely, what you're saying is true. There's no separation between that which is observed and that which is observing. So then the, the challenge of course is to know that that's true and not, and not go into this trying to maintain that is true. Because you, you have to go into this, this is the tricky thing is, there's some things that are true and I certainly don't want to deny that they're true because I think they are true, but you still have to let them go to get through the eye of this needle and letting them go to get through the eye of a needle to sneak through this little crack that no idea can fit through, you have to let them go, which means you have to be willing to not know if they're true or not. You know, you have to let go at least for the span of time it takes to squeak through that crack. You have to let go of any commitment to any idea about what's real, right? That's, you, you enter this space of pure innocence, which means, you know, when you're innocent, like a newborn baby, you don't know anything yet. You just got here. How could you possibly know anything? So the idea is you let go of any idea, anything that you think you know, you suspend all knowing. And if you do, you just might slip through a a crack that will consume you whole and and what you will know or do after that you'll find out after that you know who knows a lot of the things you might be concerned with on this side of the crack may not matter at all on the other side and revelations that you can imagine might appear on the other side that's why we have to kind of go through letting go of everything and we find out what's over there when we get there Thank you, Steve. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think people are guess basically getting the idea. And, and Bonnie writes, what about the rest of phenomena? And yes, just put it all down for now. So then the practice of self-awareness as Ramana taught is the practice of turning your attention in on its own source. I like to speak about that as allowing yourself to be aware of the awareness that is aware as who you are. And, and you do that shift that we were just practicing and you shift into being the awareness that is aware. And, and as Ramana said, you allow the recognition you know you can see i get very excited about this because i know how powerful it is i know how difficult it is to get there and and at the same time i know when you hit it it, it is like matter and antimatter coming together there's an explosion uh, so you the the idea of this practice of self-awareness is You give all of your awareness, all of your awareness, to the awareness that is aware. In the end, there isn't even you giving awareness. There's just the awareness that is aware. So all that's left, you allow the awareness that is aware to completely consume everything. And be all, so that... No matter where you look, so Bonnie said, what about other phenomena? No matter what you look at, no matter what you see, no matter what you feel, it's just another f- flavor of awareness. You stop, you stop holding any model of three-dimensional space filled with things. You stop holding any model of yourself being aware you let go of all the models that make up the way we've been taught to experience reality. And you just allow yourself to be utterly and completely absorbed in whatever is in awareness at this moment, without knowing anything about it or about yourself. That's, this is the, the opportunity of this depth of practice is to just let yourself be. See, words are difficult to use because as soon as I let yourself be, then there's a you allowing something to happen. But that's not the point is, you can't really talk about this. I think why Ramana Maharshi himself just sat in silence for four years after his realization because probably every word that came out of his mouth was antithetical to what he was trying to convey. Um, But the practice is to allow yourself to be completely and utterly consumed by the recognition of the awareness that is aware and nothing else. Which means you even have to let go of any idea of getting anywhere else as a result. You can't do this practice and hold an idea. This is why I'm saying there's no idea that will fit through this crack. So even if you're holding the idea that if I, you see, if I let myself be consumed by the awareness that is aware, Then I will have some kind of miraculous realization because that idea already creates the whole world of time and space and the world of time and space won't fit into this crack. So any idea of a doing something now so that something will happen later is going to be too big to get through. So the, the only thing that can get through is this sort of, Open-mouthed awe at the fact of awareness. That's that's all there is. Is this this kind of awareness? So let's sit in meditation again. Just being the awareness that is aware. If you see yourself starting to think thoughts, you will be tempted to take the position of being the one doing the thinking. Avoid that. If you see thoughts, if thoughts appear, just be aware of the awareness that is aware of the thought. If a sense of being someone thinking appears, be aware of the awareness that is aware of the sense of being, it's being someone thinking. This is actually very simple. No matter what arises in consciousness, you shift your attention to the awareness that is aware of that. It's the same exact movement every time, just shifting your attention to the awareness that is aware. Okay, thank you very much. So today we're talking about Ramana's practice of self-realization. And we're talking about it as a simple shift from experiencing yourself or seeing yourself as a person to the recognition of being the awareness that is aware. It's very simple, if we leave it simple, it gets very complicated if we think about it. And I've been using the, the, the term innocence in light of the holiday season to, disc, to present the attitude to embrace as we do a practice like this. It's not an intellectual practice. And as I've been saying, there is no thought small enough to fit through the crack that this kind of awakening uh, invites us to. Now, If we can be very simple about this, then we can simply shift our awareness to the awareness that is aware. And the practice means, as I said, there's an intense gravitational pull toward being a person, which includes being a person who has questions about this. That's part of the pull away. So in the practice, we, any other time we can ask all the questions we want, but in the practice itself, we just keep shifting back to the awareness that is aware, back to the awareness that is aware, back, and we just do it very simply. Then the way that I experience it is, you just you just do it. You do it without thinking about it. You do it without questioning it. You do it without worrying about it. it it's just it's very simple. Your head turns this way. This, If we say this way is toward identification with the self, the personal self. Your attention turns that way. So over here is me trying to do a practice, me having questions about the practice, me thinking about things that don't have anything to do with the practice. You know, everything is over here. So your attention goes over there. No matter what it is, even me getting infatuated with some blissful experience I'm having, whatever it is, attention goes over there. As soon as you realize it, you just gently bring it back over here. Over here is just awareness. And then inevitably, it goes over here, and you bring it back. And you bring it back. I would suggest being not putting very much emphasis on holding your awareness over here because the act of holding your awareness over there can be another very sneaky way of creating the sense of me doing something which puts me back over here you know puts me back looking in the wrong direction so don't worry about how long you stay over here. it doesn't matter all that matters is that every time you realize you're over here That you turn back. And every time you realize you're over here, you turn back. So every time your attention turns away from the awareness that is aware, you turn it back. And you don't try to hold it there. You don't make any effort to do that. And the only effort you make is you keep turning back, and you keep turning back, and you keep turning back, and you keep turning back. And that's it. And that's all it is. Now, the whole idea of attainment in the way that Ramana spoke is that if you practice that, eventually it will become your habit, at least in practice and potentially throughout life. It will become your automatic habit that every time you see yourself not paying attention to the awareness that is aware, you'll turn your attention without you even needing to do it anymore, right? That's the beautiful thing about a habit. It's like, um, it's a a terrible example, but it's the one I always use. Uh, It's like the, the habit of smoking cigarettes. Once it becomes a habit, it's like you open a pack and light it and start smoking without even realizing you did it. It doesn't take any effort anymore. There's no no longer a need for deliberation because it's just become a habit. So that's what attainment means. It means that turning of attention back toward the source has become the habit. It's what happens naturally. And it would take a lot of effort you'd have to in the sense that you'd have to do a lot of practice to develop that habit the habit itself takes no effort that's it's a habit it just happens effortlessly it's just what happens naturally happens naturally and that is according to Ramana as far as you can go in any deliberate sense that's as far as you can take yourself is developing the habit of automatically turning your gaze back on its source every time it passes away. And if you can develop that habit, that's pretty amazing. That in and of itself is incredible and will have dramatic effects because it will mean that you won't forget anymore who you really are. You won't get lost in a lesser story you'll continue to live a lesser story. You'll continue to live through a body and a mind. But you won't forget that you are more than that. You are that, but you are also more than that. Now, when we talk about realization... That's a gift of grace. It's not something that you can do through deliberation. It's something that will happen or not happen. In the East, they would say, based on your karma. If it's your karma to have that kind of event, then it will happen. If it's not your karma, it won't happen. It won't matter because attainment already means you won't forget who you are. But realization is something different. Realization is that slipping through a crack. And the other side of that crack is a realization. It's the sense of... I really am the awareness that is aware. I always was the awareness that is aware. Even when I thought that I was just a person, I was the awareness that was having that thought. I was the experience of being identified I was always the awareness that, and in, in that realization, you realize you are always the awareness that is aware. And you realize that awareness is all there is. There is nothing but awareness to get to Steve's point. There is no, there is no world to be aware of. There is no person to be aware. It's all awareness all the way through. There was a spiritual teacher, an Indian spiritual teacher named Yuji Krishnamurti um, who used to talk about the ordeal of awakening. And he had a book called No Way Out. But that's because he had a somewhat cynical view, arguably. But he was pointing at something real, which is Realization means you recognize that there is no other possibility. This is not an attainment that you had. It's not something that you came to. It's the way it always was. There's no way out because there is nothing else. Where does the non-dual truth that I also have a personality created by my history fit? when living from the non-dual truth that awareness is who I am, how to include them both. This is a, a, this is a great example of another question or idea that can't fit through this crack. It's not a bad question. It's an excellent question. It's an incredibly relevant question. It just will not fit through the crack the position that it's easy to take in relationship to this is that we want all of our questions to be answered before we let go. Before we allow ourselves to slip through the crack. We want, we have, we have a lot of questions and and a few that are very, very important. And we would like those answered before, you know, which is a perfectly reasonable thing. You know, it's kind of like you're getting on a a boat and you want to know where's this boat going? This is, this is kind of the, the flavor of, of this question is, okay, but, but how, is it going to work out? How can I trust where I'm going? Now, if you're buying a, a ship, if you're buying a ticket on a, on a cruise ship, then you want to know where it's going. Makes sense. But this you have to let go without knowing where it's going or how it's going to work out. And there's literally no way to ask the question, and there is no answer you can get that will ever help. You know, there's no answer to to any of these questions that will help. Because the questions themselves, you know, if you think about a question like, Where does the non dual truth that I also have a personality created by my history fit when living from the non dual truth? Where does the non dual truth that I also have a personality? Who's the I that has the personality? Is it the I? Is it the Jeff asking the question? Is it the Jaya asking the question? I have a personality. because that I that's asking the question also can't fit through the crack. So no answer that it gets is gonna matter on the other side. You don't have to know how to hold the non-dual truth alongside the fact of the personality. You don't need to know how to do that. You, the Jeff, the person, the personality, doesn't need to know how to do it because it will not be your job. Life knows how to do that. Life's doing a great job already. Look at all of us. We're, we're all already living as... Uh, individual personalities in a non-dual reality. It's already happening. Life is really good at doing this. People worry, well, if I, if I enter into a non-dual realization, how will I take care of my responsibilities? How will I take care of my life? I mean, the short answer is better. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the separate sense of self that feels like a tiny little object in a huge universe of forces, you know, surrounding it is, is, is so forever existentially anxious. It's not a great driver of a life. The recognition of non-dual oneness and the source of consciousness of the entire universe does a much better job living an individual life. Because that part of us is completely free and open and fearless. It doesn't cower. It also, it's totally full. It doesn't need anything. So it's not grasping. It really does a much better job of living An individual life. You know, we're talking about this as non-dual awareness. In some traditions, you'd be talking about it as, as the divine or God. How will I be able to live my life and know that the divine exists? Well, you won't be doing that. The divine will be living your life. Now, it's not that big a shift because she's living your life now anyway. Who do you think is living your life? Who do you think gave birth to you? You didn't give birth to yourself. Who is it that's powering your body? Who is it that's uh, igniting your consciousness? All of this is happening without me. You know, I, As a human being, I tend to think I'm living my life, which basically means... I'm making these little tiny decisions at the very edge of my life. But most of it, I didn't make this body. I don't actually keep this body operating. I don't keep my mind operating. Most of what it means to be alive, I have no idea how it gets done. I'm just the beneficiary. But then I make a decision about what I'm going to have for lunch or not. And I think I'm living my life. You know, that's If I'm only looking at that Level of decision making that I'm in charge. But if I look at anything bigger than that, it's clear that life is happening from someplace beyond my capacity. But again, the point for today is really has more to do with all of the talking that I'm doing, is, is hopefully going to help convince you that in terms of the miracle of self-realization the best thing you can do is forget about everything it's kind of like a caterpillar that's got questions before it goes into the cocoon how am i going to operate with wings what am i going to do when i'm a butterfly well i don't know just go through the process and figure it out on the other side (laughs) just Enjoy the process of transformation and then see what happens later. You know, the caterpillar can't get its questions answered. It, 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 it won't matter. It's a whole other life on the other side. So let's just sit for another moment together. This time, though, let's not be engaged in any kind of practice. Let's just sit for a moment and be together. Enjoying each other's company, even if only virtually. Feeling grateful and appreciative. That we have people to share this path with. The most important asset that we have on the spiritual path is each other. Being able to walk the path in the company of others is the most important possible element leading to success on the path so I honor each of you and I'm deeply grateful to have all of you to walk the path with and I wish you all a great holiday season in whatever way you may or may not be celebrating uh, and just continue joy into the new year thank you all very much